Hello, and welcome to Bunta Vista episode 257. And I'm trusting you can keep a secret. Please, take a head-mounted LED light bought on clearance from BCF and follow. But follow closely, for these tunnels are labyrinthine and innumerable. As you travel, feel how, this deep down in the earth, the earth keeps the walls heated to the ideal temperature of 22 degrees Celsius. Come, see the splendor of the Omega Man Cave. It is, indeed, dark here too, and by design. We have achieved the perfect glare-free environment for the laser projector, purchased for a steal from Kogan.com. Laser projectors are becoming more viable, you know, and your TV is not HDR compatible, so perhaps it's time? Oh, how remiss of me. This is the meeting of the Council of Boyfriends. When people online say, that's such boyfriend shit, well, tonight we convene again to add to the Pantheon. Don't be fooled into thinking boyfriend shit is the same as jock shit. It is so different. I'm Theo, but you may know me as Brother Declan. <laughs> to my left, shrouded in darkness in the red Essex hoodie and Lowe's tracksuit pants, is Andrew, who you will know as Brother Scotty D. Brother Scotty D, welcome. Yeah, g'day. <laughs> to my right, shrouded in darkness in the yellow hoodie purchased from the internet with the logo from Friends underneath the photo of Stalin with Nikola, Nikola Yezhov and the most standard issue jeans you've ever seen, it's Ben, who you will know as Brother Stevie. Brother Stevie, welcome. Thanks, mate. It's great to be here. I did notice that... Um I don't know if it's... I might be a little off, but I think the saturation settings are a little high on the Weird. laser projector. Like, I, I get that the colour's very vivid. I think they might be too vivid. So I was thinking I might have a little fuck around with the settings for somewhere between 45 minutes and four hours. Mate, be my guest. We are still dialing in the settings what? on the laser projector. Mm. What kind of HDMI cable did you get, though? I got uh, one of those monster gold-plated. It was $90. Worth it, though. Worth, Worth it. it. Yeah. My brothers, you fucked up. <laughs> Why is that now? You don't need a monster gold-plated HDMI well, okay, cable. Okay, no. Now, I know what you're going to say, and I understand <laughs> that the signal is the same. It's an electronic signal, but I think the build quality on the cable alone, mm. you know, I'm not getting some... I'm not... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting a $4 HDMI cable from the Officeworks impulse buy bins at the front of bloody Officeworks, because, you know, that will deteriorate over time. Brother, you make a good point. And finally, upon the throne of judgment, prepared to deal out the final word on what is boyfriend shit for 2022, it's Lucy, or as she is known by the Council of Boyfriends, hey you, hey you. <laughs> hey. This is some boyfriend shit in here. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, we worked all weekend. This is some boyfriend shit because I've just been through the experience of my boyfriend wanting to buy a new television. Yes. And that process took roughly four weeks, <laughs> in which times I had to go into the Hobart JB Hi-Fi yes. roughly eight to nine times, sit down in front of each different TV while he <laughs> told me that there's a difference between the two. And I've come to believe that uh, there's significant scientific differences between the the man and woman brain. So I'm going to... Actually, I have two questions. First question, mm. when you say the Hobart JB Hi-Fi... You know what I mean. There is one? 
There might be two. Good Lord. <laughs> this is a, a, a capital city with a population of 250,000. Absolutely. And that absurd. JB Hi-Fi, let me tell you, it's always it's wild in there. Is you're, it like a you're homemaker? You're begging for someone to help you. It's busy. It's crazy in there. Wow. Uh, my second question was, uh, I am led to believe you got a 4K television because of some posts you made about uh, Pat having bought you your ultra HD versions of Lord of the Rings. And I spent you, a lot of time complaining, but i, I got to say, he was right to do it. <laughs> I mean, you you sewing, the bad one. Yeah. You reaping? Reaping. Pretty good. Loving it. You're loving reaping Because right I now. have a PS5, and that's yeah. great, because now I get to actually enjoy the benefits of the PS5, a product which is wildly expensive and <laughs> mostly useless. Boyfriends uh, bro- be buying Stevie. PS5s. Mm-hmm. That's so true. That's some boyfriend shit. Yeah, to play FIFA on. Specifically. Be buying me a PS5 and then only playing the game FIFA 2022 on it. Uh, Brother Stevie, if you're done with your two questions, I am in a queue behind you here. I didn't get to my second question. Uh, My second question was, did we go OLED? What are we talking? We went QNED. Now I know what that means because the guy in JB Hi-Fi spent so long talking about it. QNED? QNED. He was like, you don't want the OLED. You want the QNED. What the fuck are you saying? QNED. It's an amalgamation of the word quantum... LG's nanocell LGD branding mm. and the emitting diodes used in its backlight. I'm oh, still on Q-Ned. diodes. Huh? I'm convinced something goes on in your boyfriend brains that doesn't happen in my brain. Hmm. It's true. I-, um, I, I, I had a question, which was: um, Did you start the conversation? So this this exhaustive process that you've been mm. through mm-hmm. at the beginning of it. Were you saying girlfriend things like, we don't need a TV that big? Or did you not really give a fuck from the very beginning? So I was pro because this means that the old TV goes here in the study and I can put the PS4 here. So when the kids are here, well, that's Lucy time. That's the oh one. Oh my God, this is. Oh man, cave in here. But what Incredible. I was definitely saying was, a TV shouldn't cost that much money. Mm. I don't think mm. we should spend that much money on a TV. I was mm. wrong. I'm going to say it. I was wrong. I was incorrect. Um, I guess my question for Theo is, uh, what kind of uh, equipment did you use to tunnel down here to make this this sick man cave? We have been using shovels. (laughs) (laughs) That's boyfriend shit. High technology. (laughs) You've been getting the second cheapest shovel that you can get at Bunnings. Not the cheapest one. Because, no, that'll be a piece of shit. Yes, this is Rhino brand. Mm. Well, that'll last. Mm. I Can I pull back the curtain here just for a, a quick second? Um, just to step out of the sort of piece that we're doing here. I love that you're doing voice work, Theo. And, and if anything, um, all of a sudden I find you more trustworthy, more authoritative. <laughs> I respect you more. I want to give you money. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Weird. Yeah, I really have a, a verisimilitude to uh, maybe I've got a deep voice in mm. action, and and this is just a funny <laughs> squeaky voice that I put on for the character Theo, yeah. trying to disarm people this whole time. Uh, ben, let me know when um when you want to pull the curtain back because I oh, have you, a curtain here for sound effects. Mm. Right, what is you, that? He's holding that's my, that's curtain. the curtain in this room. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to close the curtains now. Okay. <laughs> yep, that is Wasn't the that sound. Compelling? Of- Curtains closing. Curtains. Oh, I was um a couple of weeks ago. A uh, friend of the show, uh, Adam on Twitter, who is uh, at 
Kells underscore 316. He posted about going on a cave tour. And and it was like, I I thought about doing a review for the Carey's Cave Tour at Wee Jasper, but found these TripAdvisor ones that nail it. A 60-minute tour took almost three fucking hours because the guide can't stop dribbling his fucking idiotic boomerish opinions. <laughs> he is a fucking dipshit. Don't go. Everything from sexist to ableist to racist, including doing accents. Are these separate <laughs> reviews or the same one? No, this, is him, this is him at the start, right? Okay. Just explaining his experience. Oh. Uh, with a bonus 15-minute explanation of why him saying black fella isn't racist. Uh, the guy is a fucking liability to what is otherwise a great little tourist cave. And he has attached a series of, of TripAdvisor reviews. <laughs> uh one star, beautiful caves, embarrassing racist guide. Do not waste your money. <laughs> I attended the tour with my partner and six-year-old. The tour was already running 45 minutes late when we finally started. He started off by insulting some people who were coming from the toilets when he started speaking, made fun of them, and got lost. Oh my he God. then aimed some racist coronavirus comments to the Chinese group near us and mentioned the masks so they wouldn't spread the virus to the bats. He oh, then made, on, come on. <laughs> he then made huh. rude comments about children to us and another family. There were so many insults to people throughout the tour that it ruined the experience. I felt myself so embarrassed for the other tourists from other countries who came to think this was an example of how Australians think and act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all, all of the reviews say, like, one star, strap yourselves in. The caves are lovely. Our guide, on the other hand, took full advantage of the captive audience to bore us with blonde jokes, short jokes, old jokes, and divorce oh jokes. God. The tour ran almost an hour over time, and by the end, our toddler was bouncing off the walls. We were glad to get out, but it was too late to do anything else but drive home. This is so good. He's just there in a cave telling ex-wife jokes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you can't get away from him. Because you're in a cave. Mm. I actually have a cave story of my own. Uh, this morning, the first thing I did when I woke up was I, top to bottom, read the Wikipedia article on the Thai cave rescue and cried several times. Oh, really? Oh. Have you watched just... the uh, Have you watched Oof. the show? No. There's a show now. Like a, and there's a, a movie a... coming out soon, I believe, as well. Some, t- some documentary about it. Yeah, there's there's like a there's already uh, a dramatization movie there's a documentary documentary and there's a, another another movie coming out but goodness gracious it was um you know just one of those real tearjerker things where and all sorts of people coming together to do something and like the people that died doing the rescue and stuff really fucking oof, yeah. got me right in the bloody right in the heart much uh much mention of elon not even article. once which oh, uh, is yeah. great yeah fuck that guy funniest option because you would think that a story like that would be dominated by a fucking idiot with a really big Twitter following who gets way more attention and credence to the things that he says than he should. Mm. Mm. He's mm. also really sloppy, like in a physical what? sense. Why does he like look hamburger like that? meat. Why does he yeah. look like that? Mm. Yeah, you're a billionaire, you don't, don't have to. body shame. Yeah. But... No, but there's... They, a, made, there's a... they made their deal. Mm. There's a thing that seems to happen to guys who, like, are in their 50s, uh, have a lot of money. I'm assuming they have enough money to pay for, like, 
uh, physical trainers and all the vitamins you, you can, can get all snuff the stuff down. You can I get mean, Joe Biden teeth and fillers e- e- and Elon whatever. Musk spent, I assume, $45 million giving himself a full head of hair, which he hasn't had since he yes. was 17 years old. Yeah. But, uh, but like, Joe Rogan, Tom Cruise and Elon Musk all seem to have the same torso, which is, like, it's expanding outward from the front mm. Uh, mm, and not yeah. in all the other directions. They've got Rob Lee filled drawing torso. That's right. <laughs> yeah, very much. Very got Jack much. Nicholson torso. And there yeah. was a perfect segue that you had yeah, set I know. up there. That was I had just, a line yeah, just yeah. derailed that one. Well, I've, got, I've right still off. got like a lot of intro to go as well. Oh, <laughs> so oh I'm sorry. I'm still in the intro part. <laughs> I didn't realise. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 we shall start matters, thank you very much, from oh. the previous council. Uh, we all know that the extended edition of the Lord of the Rings has been the standard issue box set for Boyfriend Years Bygone. Tonight we shall judge a new entry for Boyfriend box sets. I humbly offer to you, the council, seasons one through five of Boardwalk Empire on Blu-ray. Mm. Brother Stevie, what say you? Do you have an offering for this category? That's you, Ben. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. I've forgotten the names already. Um, yeah, I was thinking uh, the Bourne trilogy on Ultra HD Blu-ray might be a way to go there. Mm. Limited color palette, so it's not really going to show off um, the more impressive elements of the television, but a gripping thrill ride of some practical dad business. Plus, if you uh, if you turn motion smoothing on, then those fight scenes will... Make a little bit more sense. You know? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You're making up things. Men are making up things that the TV does. You're making up words like refresh rate. Hey women you, be, we'll, women we'll be claiming that they can't see motion smoothly. <laughs> Brother Scotty D, do you have an entry for this category? Uh, I'm just just googling quickly to see if uh, Mark Wahlberg's shooter is out. Is available on Blu-ray. <laughs> I've got it on. Oh, it must it, be. I've got it, it on Blu-ray. Available. 4K ultra high definition. Oh, okay. Uh, four and a half star, four point seven stars out of five from eleven thousand three hundred reviews. That is a quality movie. Irrefutable. The highest quality available. You know. Hey, you. What say you? So we have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have, Boardwalk Empire. We've got the Bourne trilogy, and we've got Shooter on Ultra HD. All of you denied. How dare you come to me here <laughs> in this cave with such terrible options? The clear answer is Russell Crowe's Gladiator. Oh, yeah. it's making a comeback, you know. Maybe I a little 300. The, I watched the end scene. Who will help me carry him? Mm. And so mm. forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Master so and Commander might yeah. be a. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Now we're talking. Ground. I will schedule it for next. <laughs> Next meeting. Oceans of Battlefields? Holy yeah. fuck. That must be crazy. <laughs> Next, we move to culinary ex- ex- obsessions. I offer the council getting really into their own hot sauce brewing. <laughs> Brother Stevie, what say you? Okay, well, I, I think we might be done with smoking. That's kind of out. I think mm. we need to move into something else. Getting really into making a good bolognese, a little mm. too obvious. Hmm. Oh, homebrewing, definitely also out. Yeah, homebrew, five years ago. I think we need to pick a 
And I'm going to take inspiration from real life here. I think it's time to get into Korean cooking in a really big way. Mm. That just seems like something mm. that a boyfriend or husband or father <laughs> of two podcaster could really... <laughs> Sink really his teeth into. into. Yeah. Mm, an excellent suggestion. Brother mm. Scotty D. Uh, I am getting extremely into uh, crafting artisan cider with kits that I purchase from eBay. And I pour the contents into a uh, bottle of Golden Circle apple juice that I bought from <laughs> Woolworths on special. <laughs> hey, you. Uh, we have. <laughs> <laughs> brewing hot sauce, getting really into cooking Korean, or <laughs> homebrew in juice packets. It's really next you? level. I feel like you're you're ahead of the trends. Maybe that's boyfriend shit in 2024. Mm. 2022? I'm thinking it's fermenting. It's it's hot sauce. It's fermenting yeah. anything. Hot sauce. It's Lock having it in, too many Eddie. jars. Uh n- Next, we move to hyper-specific things for boyfriends to get annoyed over. I offered to the council, girlfriends cutting meat along the grain. (laughs) Brother Stevie. (laughs) I'm angry that I'm getting the shortest amount of time to think about this every single time. Um, It's because I respect you. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. Just in my own... I'm getting really i don't know if this is just me i'm getting really really agitated about common courtesy things uh recently and doing a lot of audibly complaining to my friends about how it costs nothing to be nicer when people um not giving thank you waves Mm. when you're driving it's just fucking just give one if someone lets you in you just give a thank you wave reciprocate the thank you wave fucking people parking their stupid hire app e-scooter things directly in the middle of the footpath or in other places People not picking up their rubbish. You can be a little more courteous. I'm hmm. just seeing a lot of a lot of lapses in just being considerate of the people around you and it's starting to drive me fucking insane. Are you saying that women would ever do this? Are you saying a woman would do something wrong? I'm saying that both... I, I think all, all levels of society, levels, like a, that's an interesting implication there. Mm. Everyone's doing it <laughs> in not doing these things. And we only control what the boyfriends will do, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brother Scotty D? Uh, Getting extremely annoyed about the motion smoothing being left on on the TV and uh, my girlfriend pretending that she doesn't see what I'm talking about. I'm like, they shouldn't be gliding around like that. It looks like they're on the stage of the theatre. It is unnatural. We it looks like it. I'm watching an episode of fucking Days of Our Lives. Doesn't Gina work. Says, Nothing's just happening looks like in TV. my eyes. Just looks like TV. It's bullshit. I, I, you can't okay. see it and you're gaslighting me. So for hyper-specific things for boyfriends to get annoyed over, we have girlfriends cutting meat along the grain. We have not being common courteously. And yep. <laughs> That's motion it. smoothing being on. Hey, you. What say you? I mean, firstly, uh, a, a girlfriend has never done anything wrong. <laughs> No so girlfriend true. that I'm aware of has ever done anything wrong. But might I also add, buying a large iced coffee and not drinking it <laughs> and leaving it lying around the house. Mm. Seeing it on TikTok all the time. Mm. Might be so, girlfriend shit. Mm. It seems like some American girlfriend shit, I think. Because they, they were always mm. buying 64-ounce iced coffees 
And bisexuals mm-hmm. is what I'm hearing on the internet. Bisexuals be drinking iced coffee. Uh, leaving hmm. your 64-ounce iced coffee around and not drinking it, low-key a bisexual ADHD trait. So true. Best so yeah. true. Yeah. Okay. Finally, we look to our crystal ball purchased from Alibaba to relay the groundwork <laughs> for the next trend in boyfriend shit I offer to the council. Learning calligraphy using the olden pens and inkwells and shit. Really is a more connected way to write. We'll go with Mm. Brother Scotty D. What is the next trend in boyfriend shit? Uh, Now you're putting me first because Brother Stevie complained about it, and that's bullshit. Mm. Thank you. Um, I I would say (laughs) that now it's going to be um, buying uh, pressings of block party albums on wax cylinders. Ooh. Hmm. Uh, yeah, something that uh, it just you know it just sounds better when you wind it yourself. You know, yeah, so true. When you wind the phonograph yourself, brother Stevie. Um, I think it's going to be getting really into uh, beekeeping. Oh, but not like not like what mm. you're doing. Yeah, uh, with native bees that don't. I'm low thinking, risk, low reward. Yeah, I'm thinking importing American honeybees mm. over here and then getting like specific honey strains for your friends and you. Mm. Mm. Hey, you. So we've got calligraphy, <laughs> uh, block party on wax cylinder, and beekeeping. Mm. Mm. My ruling the next boyfriend trend will be beekeeping. Beekeeping. Yeah. You heard yes. it. You heard it first. A year from now, everyone's going to be saying, "Boyfriends be tending to the bees." Hmm. Boys, boyfriends, low key beekeeping bees. Thank so, you, so <laughs> brother, brother Stevie. Please edit in the dong dong sound from <laughs> Law and Order to bring this meeting to a close. I'll see what I can do. Hey. You know who else is probably a boyfriend? <laughs> wow. The, the subject of uh, the... N- <laughs> I'm th- I don't know. Well, we, we abandoned I, that segue for this. I, I think he... left behind. I think he is. What was, is your, he what was your segue? <laughs> that was speaking of uh, disgusting, horrible... People with blue check marks with, and yeah, uh, too much, yeah. too much money, giant Twitter go. followings. Mm. People putting a lot of credence into the things they say when they shouldn't. Yep, uh, it's time for another edition of that um, of that podcast sec- uh, segment that we do all of the time. It's the dipshit dossier. Don't have a theme for that one. Well, that's a good one. We should have a we don't have a theme for this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a catch-all. Yeah, chuck that on the list. I think we're at three. Three in the backlog now. (laughs) All right, I'm I'm actually writing it down now. Yeah. So, I think we all kind of got recently and briefly extremely obsessed with um, Scott Adams on Twitter. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think it's safe to say for like a day there, we were all just sort of um, in awe. Um, And we'll get to why. But first... Who is Scott Adams? Scott Adams is uh, the Dilbert man. He's the guy that wrote Dilbert. I think it's pronounced um, Diblet. Dilbert. Dilbert. <laughs> Dilbert. Yeah. From, yeah. from the French. Um, he is also, I think it's safe to say, a mind warrior of the highest regard. He has absolute Teflon reflexes for uh, 
logic, for shifting goalposts, for whatever, and he spends all of his time on Twitter for some reason as well, which is apparently what you do when you're extraordinarily rich and you've got nothing else to do. Um, so I started off kind of going through um, his media tab uh, just to see what I could dig up um, because what I was interested in is taking us through a um, – doing a little tour of Scott Adams' extremely malnourished mind. Um, are we, are by, we dipping into his mind palace? We're dipping mm. into his into his mind palace. It's um, going to be like a really, really bad version of The Cell. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's Scott Adams is The Cell. Yeah, except instead of a horse being cut into slivers, it's Dogbert. It's mm. Dogbert. Yeah. Um, because the man loves his absolute insane whiteboard creed, which you can pay money to watch videos of him writing on the whiteboard, I, I take oh. it. Um, but he is also just absolute, complete. And we did do a dramatic a reading of uh, his blog where he commands you yeah. to have an orgasm That's at right. some that point. That was oh. episode uh, 168, Field of Creams. Mm. I didn't stop <laughs> coming for weeks. Mm. I'm still coming. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, mainly I, mainly just I just a... learned to speak in my normal voice again, you know, but it's happening pretty much all the time. A little spooky moment of synchronicity here. Let me read the, the episode description for episode 168 out to you. Mm. Uh, let Andrew, Lucy, and Ben help Dilbert creator Scott Adams hypnotize you into doing one of the top five comes of your life. Plus... <laughs> Underground man caves. Oh, shooting your own dick off in the new single from Vin Diesel. But yeah. we will be shooting our own dicks off later in the episode. <laughs> that's right. Well. That's what the synchronicity is. Try and stop me. Um, okay, so before we get to his um, the the philosophical insights that you can pay him money for, let us just briefly enter his mind dojo um, with some some of his choice cuts on Twitter. Um. This is a favourite, perennial favourite, uh, from, uh, this would be backwards time, so this will be July 2020. Um, Scott Adams says, if Biden is elected, there's a good chance you will be dead within the year. Finally. Yeah. Uh, Finally some he, good news. Yeah, and he replies to this, Republicans will be hunted. <laughs> mm. uh, That'd be so sick. That yeah. would have been so good. It would have been so cool. Um Brief dunk from Maddie Iglesias, which you never want to have happening, uh, who replies, I believe, towards the end of the um, end of the year, with quote, "Going to be a busy final week of the year, I guess." To which Scott Adams quote tweets, "Correct and correct," and he provides <laughs> so some, he provides some evidence. Don't you worry about this. Mm. To the claim that if Biden is elected, there's a good chance you will be dead within the year. Um, first piece of evidence. U.S. life expectancy falls to lowest level in almost 20 years due to COVID-19. So yeah. probably not, not materially probably not what his claim to is sort of Joe Biden's for. presidency. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then he also quotes, also with the caption, not a bad prediction, from AP News, hunt for capital attackers still on six months after January 6th. Now that has the word hunt in the title, which, of course, is the same thing that he, you know, is, is implying where Republicans would be hunted for sport for being 
believing, yeah, like believing Elmer, that Elmer Fudd hat yeah. on, elephant gun in hand, yep. you know, in a blind, pretending that you are a Five Guys, but it's actually just a mock-up that you, you've built around <laughs> you. Well, I think he you've... says, um, be, be very, very quiet. I'm hunting <laughs> we publicans. <laughs> yeah, that is that does sound like yeah. what he would say. Uh-huh. Because of the speech impediment. Yeah, speech impediment, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the main thing that was funny in the 50s. <laughs> yeah. Hello, it's me, Ben, uh, from this podcast. Merriam-Webster defines a podcast as a program made available in digital format for automatic download over the internet, and that simply could not be more true. If you like what we do and want more of this podcast made available to you in digital format for automatic download over the internet, simply go to patreon.com slash Vista and hit the enormous red button that says subscribe. For five US dollars a month, you get access to our weekly bonus episodes, our entire archive of bonus episodes, our exclusive Discord server, and an RSS feed of both bonus episodes and free episodes that doesn't have these ads in them. That sweet, sweet subscriber cash allows me to do this show full time without having to get a real job, and frankly, that whips to me. The other guys also get some money or whatever, but I don't really care. Anyway, check that out if it sounds good to you. Love you. So hopefully we got a gist for his uh, rhetoric- rhetorical style, uh, I would say, which is making extremely weird and outlandish claims mm-hmm. and then kind of just kicking the goalposts. Um, kicking that can down the road. Yeah, all the way. Um, so now let's, let's hit some of the... Um, some of the whiteboards here. If you guys can scroll to uh, scroll to page, whatever that is in the document. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yep. for sure. Yeah, Ooh. page three, the third page, page of the document. Page three. It's got nice um, handwriting. Very yeah, neat. I'll kick, very clear. Yeah, it is. It is. It is neat. Um, he was I'll a cartoonist for a while, actually. So I think yeah, he had to get good at writing good letters. Hmm. Uh, he's got a, a whiteboard here. How to criticize Scott Adams? Because this is this is actually front of mind for him. Mm-hmm. Um, is what people say about him and criticize him and how um, that doesn't affect him because he is a gleaming diamond of perfect logic and reason. Number mm-hmm. one, misinterpret his opinion. Um, so we have already misinterpreted his opinion in that, you know, we've misinterpreted him saying that Republicans will be hunted mm-hmm. as in for sport, etc. Uh, mm. Two, criticize your hallucination. Mm. Love doing that. Yeah. So you've you've built this straw man in your head. Um, yeah. Straw man, of, yeah. Yep. Um, and number three, don't spare the snark. So if, mm, we, so if we can keep that in mind so as we go through, go through his um, nuggets of wisdom. It's such a funny... Snark is a, a word yeah. with just so much of a... It has so much baggage to me in that, like, you have to be a specific kind of tedious person to be like... It's a bit snarky, that, yeah, wasn't it's it? A, it's, it's a word. word. Yeah. Yeah. Fluent yeah. in snark. Mm. Yeah. Disgusting. Now, Ben, um, would you be able to describe to us and the listeners the next slide, what you see here? <laughs> Certainly. I, I would love to do that very much. I'll start with the words. Uh, the top, there is a title, Nobel Prize. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are two sort of subtitles dividing the, the board into a left half and a right half. The left half has the title... Old Focus, uh, right-hand side title has uh, New Focus. So this is sort of setting up... We're uh, splitting the continuum of Nobel, Nobel Prize. Prizes and, and the... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and what's important to them. So uh, there is a stylized drawing of a, a human head cross-section with a brain in it and then a line 
pointing to that, and then it says brains on the left-hand side. Not really so that's a the... lot of trust for his audience there, I think. Mm. No. So that's the, the old focus. Uh, the new focus is a disembodied... No, sorry, the opposite of disembodied. Decapitated? Decapitated? Decapitated, yeah. There is a decapitated body, uh, T-posing. Mm. There is a penis. There is a Soft. arrow pointing to the penis that says penis. Maybe hard. Uh, Who's to say? Well, it's pointing directly down, so that would be a weird erection were that the case. Uh, it says penis brackets yes slash no plus self-identification plus race. So I guess yeah. what he's telling us through the incredible power of words and art is that the Nobel Prize used to be about the contents of your noggin and now it's about whether you have or don't have a penis and then how that penis relates yeah. to your gender and then also uh, what race you are. I yeah, can and see whether why you this identify guy... as a Nobel Prize winner. That's right. Uh, yeah. can well, see why he makes is... the big bucks for cartoons. This is, yeah. this is good stuff. It's good yeah. stuff. I, I think it's good that he's finally been able to identify for us um, why Scott Adams has not yet received a Nobel Prize. Mm. Yeah. The quantity must be no this. This man has penis. no dick, etc. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Uh, Lucy, you want to serve us the next one? All right. Systemic racism mm-hmm. is the title, and then there's a big circle, and it says schools are racist, and then there's a little chunk taken out of that circle, not in a pie chart manner, just a no. random bit of that circle taken out. Well, it's a sort of unconventional riff on the pie chart, where a pie chart it's usually carved into slices, whereas this is if you just took a bite out of the pie. It's like a bite out of the pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it nibbled says, at the edge. So the big circle says schools are racist. The little bites is says everything else. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Which I'm not sure. I get this one. Yeah, he's saying that schools are racist, and then I think everything else, including you know, like the, um, like ongoing systemic racism of police against um, mm. black folk in America, and uh, you know, voter ID laws, and um, mm. the you know. Having their their wealth stripped over generations, generations, etc. That that's just the little that's a little bite up the top, right? Because we're teaching uh, radical, critical, we're doing whatever race yeah. theory or whatever in schools. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. that's um, a real thing that's definitely happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take the next one because I, I really enjoy this one. Uh, this mm. is a, a very busy panel. Uh, the title is "My Path." Uh, on the left. Um, I don't know whether this is captioning or leading into the box below, but it says stories that can't be told. And then within that box, potentially highlighting the stories that he can't tell. Um, Secret, trust, modesty, lack of credentials, loyalty, complicated. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we've pieced that all together. Yeah. Um, Let's walk down his path here. Power of positive thinking, uh, which is a thing from Peel, I think. Uh, arrow downwards pointing to reality is programmable. Arrow downwards mm-hmm. pointing to meditation, hypnosis, mushrooms, religion, affirmations, persuasion. Mm-hmm. Little arrow downwards. Found the user interface to reality. Uh, and then uh, the exciting culmination of this entire whiteboard, arrow right to the right, crazy 1997 prediction in brackets evolution. 
Yeah, I'm intrigued. I, I think the crazy 1997 prediction was that a few years later, the Ivan Reitman comedy Evolution would be released. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun movie. I can't believe he foresaw that. <laughs> he it's foresaw amazing. that. He did it. You got to hand it to him. Too. I'm glad he said mushrooms because I was going to say this looks like my notes app when the I first took mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I found the yeah. user interface I to reality. It, yeah. 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 Oh, damn. Um, Andrew, can you hit us with the uh, with the next one? Although we have to kind of preface it, this is uh, this is real medical advice. So <laughs> for those at home, don't worry about what's behind his head. I don't think we'll ever know. Yeah. So he's got a, a, a heading up the top, and it, so yeah, he is standing in front of the whiteboard, blocking part of it, kind of peering into the camera, looking very sane. Uh, the title up the top says HCQ. Plus zinc plus azithromycin. Yeah, so I think HCQ might be hydrochloroquine yeah. or whatever it's called. That's right. He was a big hydrochloroquine guy um, yep. in like early 2020s. Probably still is, but and then uh, then so he's got a, a list underneath this that the following items on it might work, very safe, cheap, and then mm-hmm. in a box. Uh, with an arrow pointing to this list, it says Trump. Uh, the suggestion, I suppose, here being that uh, Trump wants you to have, have HCQ these things, yeah. and zinc and yeah. all those things. Um, but then there's another box that says CNN, and that's got a list under it that says dangerous, doesn't work, trials prove it ineffective. <laughs> yeah, and you can kind of, you know from his framing that this is on the right and it's supposed to be ridiculous. Uh, which is, of, of course, three things that were completely true uh, yep. about that. So that's fun. Um, now, this one I, I really enjoy. Um, <laughs> this is so good. This is so good. Um, for one one thing that I think really unlocks his psyche, it's the it's the little key that kind of turns in his horrible little dome head to flip and that open. And I feel like open. he was thinking about me when he wrote this. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, so we're gonna we're gonna go to Troll College here, um, a course that that he <laughs> where we all studied. By where the way. we all studied. Um, here are the rules to Troll Troll College: misstate, then criticize the group's worst person. Humor is objective. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a straight line to him, and like people going like. Uh, Dilbert isn't funny, you fucking horrible person. Oh, it's objective, is it? Yeah. Um, Analogies of thinking. There's a whole bunch blocked by him. So let's apply this thinking. Um, The target says, and the target could be anybody. It could be Scott Adams. It could be anybody. The target says E equals MC squared. Uh, Responses to the target. Idiot. (laughs) Lol. Wow. Garfield. (laughs) (laughs) Dilbert's boss, racist, sarcasm. He's oh, just so mad. He's so funny. He's he's so funny because he truly believes that he's Einstein. Yeah. And this what man blocked me because I asked yeah. him if Dilbert drank dog cum, <laughs> which I believe isn't like the kind of thing that he's referencing when he says Garfield. Absolutely. 100%. Now, Lucy, is there an episode of a different podcast that you might have spoken about this on that people could listen there to? There is an episode of the podcast Blocked Party. Mm. This is very fun. Don't know yeah. what it is, but I'm sure you can find it. You're smart. You know how to search on the app. 
If, you, if right. you're listening to us and hearing our opinions, you must also be a genius like us. That's, That's exactly true. right. You That's also so went get your yeah. degree at Troll College. <laughs> yeah, but we, we actually believe that. What is it about getting like a... Uh, either being financially successful in any measure or having a big Twitter following or, God forbid, a combination of the two that convinces men that they're just like astrophysicists all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, cartoonists. Like, we need to find out what's going on with cartoonists. You got Bill Leake. You got the lunig guy. Well, we did have Bill Leake. Also insane. We did. Yeah. And then he, he died. I assume, though, that like um, with Scott Adams, I feel like there's something at play here. Like, you know how uh, Jordan Peterson disappeared for a while and it was because he was uh, being cold turkeyed off benzos by his grifting daughter in a Russian... Uh, Rehab yeah. somewhere. I remember that. When it went into day. a coma. Yes. Mm-hmm. It does uh, ring a bell, yeah. Went into a coma, and then since he's come back from that, like, and started popping up doing videos and stuff more, he seems like much more unhinged than he was yeah. previously. Yeah, he's like super everything now, yeah. Everything that he's saying, he he looks like palpably viscerally angry he and, looks and savage like but, but also a like a coyote yeah wildly swinging back and forth between being extremely um like angry about things to bursting into tears the moment he's asked about anything all that stuff yeah. that reflects a really great state of mind mentally um and it's the kind of thing that you look at where you say i'm pretty sure that when you have to be put in an induced coma for many weeks, possibly months, as a result of going to cold turkey from benzos, like, you are absolutely incurring brain damage, right? Probably. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think, generally speaking... Now, I'm, I'm no doctor. But I think, generally speaking, any time that people are in a coma for a period of time, it, it doesn't tend to rend a bunch of health benefits. Like, no, I don't think anyone comes out of it just going, Oh, I feel refreshed. I think it's it's generally quite quite a toll on your brain, and I think that Scott Adams has had something like this happen. Yeah, he's had a an accident where he like fell a, off a, a ladder, yeah, a ladder like has fallen over, and one of the sharp bits has just hit him directly mm-hmm. on the back of his head. Um, now, Andrew, uh, would you like to read this one um, entitled Trump, please? Because I think it's 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 going to set the tone for uh, the finale for this. Yes. Uh, now, Scott Adams is doing something here, which those of you uh, familiar with the business world might understand as a cost-benefit analysis. Yeah. Classic CBA. For sure. Absolutely. And he's uh, he's done a little... A little cost-benefit analysis of Trump for us here. Heading up top, Trump. He's drawn a circle around it. Thank you. Underlined. Benefits. Here's the list. Economy. Judges. That's working out great so far. Yep. Mm -hmm. Trade deals. Uh Uh-huh. Also, fantastic. North Korea. Middle East. Mm -hmm. Regulations cut. Fake news called out. Mm Mm-hmm. China resistance, and of course, ISIS. Yeah, mm. confused on this. It's under benefits. Yeah, yeah. Re- remember yeah. how? Um, remember North how, Korea, ISIS. Remember how Trump defeated ISIS, and then we were just done with that. 
Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Pretty pretty cool. Uh, and on the other side, under costs, uh, he's only got a few things here. The first one is uh, Capital Riot, and in parentheses, five dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just one other item under there, which says Rhetoric. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can't be so having any bad rhetoric. He's got a. He, I think he's got an incredible grasp on things, and and you know he knows it as well. Um, but he also does that bit where uh, that is very very popular for Republicans, where he pretends that he's got a target painted on him the whole time, and it's not like one of his own painting, kind of thing. Like yeah. So mm-hmm. this is um, this is a, a quote from uh, February twenty twenty. From him, and he says, in 2017, Bloomberg, the publication, did a hit piece on me that featured this photo. So down below, it's got a photo of him kind of going through a doorway, um, and he's flicking the switch on a light. And above that light um, is hanging a "Make a, Make America Great Again" hat. Um, he says, "Looks like I have a MAGA hat on the wall, doesn't it? I never owned one." Too dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Painting yeah, that how, target on yourself. Yeah. 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 You know how how it was super dangerous for specifically for Trump supporters during the Trump presidency. Yeah. Um, but he's a big time. He's a big time political guy, um, and he he certainly knows his ideology and what he wants as well as we can tell from um, this is a, a quote I think from Wikipedia. Uh, so he said in 2017, September 2017, he described himself as being left of Bernie Sanders but with a preference for plans that can work. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. yep. Um, in 2015, although Adams stated that he would not endorse a candidate for the 2016 elections, he repeatedly praised Donald Trump's persuasion skills. He extensively detailed what he called Trump's talent stack, which we will read from. Fuck. Um, Adams predicted that Trump would win the Republican nomination and the general election. Well, he's got us there. He got us. He's got us. Um, of the 2016 Dem- Democratic National Convention, he said the following, quote, if you're an undecided voter and male, you're seeing something different. You're seeing a celebration that your role in society is permanently <laughs> diminished. Uh, and it's happening by in an oppressive venue that was, in all likelihood, designed and built mostly by men. Yeah, you mm, motherfucker, because they didn't that? let people... Yeah, because fucking... <sighs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Um, Adams said that he temporarily endorsed Hillary Clinton out of fear for his own life, <laughs> saying that he received direct and indirect death threats. Quote, where I live in California, it is not safe to be seen as supportive of tr- anything Trump says or does. So I fixed that. Mm, that dangerous place, yeah. California. <laughs> You're going to be nasty to me. Uh, in late September, however, Adams switched his endorsement from Clinton to Trump. Among his primary reasons were his respect for Trump's persuasion skills, Clinton's proposal to raise the inter- inheritance tax. Now, remember, he's left of Bernie left Sanders. Left of Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and his concerns over Clinton's health. Still funny. Still still extremely <laughs> funny. Extremely funny. Um, in mid-October, Adams predicted a Clinton victory would ensure that a male president would never again be elected. <laughs> mm. You know how we uh, had Barack Obama and then we never had a white guy? Yeah. In there That's again? Right. Yeah. Uh, he also stated that being labelled a Donald Trump apologist ended his public speaking career and reduced his income by about 40%. Now, that one I believe. Owned. Owned. Yeah. That, yeah. 
but also yeah. like i love i love with dudes like this that it's it's never um yeah it's never people don't want me to come and do public speaking anymore because i am doing like so eight saying hour some long dumb shit <laughs> well there's like saying stupid stuff right and then there's his style of i'm doing like an eight hour long unhinged live stream where i explain the universe through like pickup guy uh mm. logic yeah like as though nobody's gonna see that and go oh i think this guy might actually be a fucking idiot yeah just a huge moron um so we mentioned before that he detailed trump's talent stack um so let's go into that this is from 2018 by the way so we we kind of already know how everything kind of worked out by this point um so in his talent stack we have public speaking trump is an engaging speaker and he knows how to entertain a crowd but no one would say he's one of the best speakers in the world humor trump is better, funny. better than joe biden yeah better than joe biden <laughs> that's right um humor trump is funny but he isn't seinfeld funny He's just funnier than most people. <laughs> that's the that's funniest you can needs. be. Yeah, Seinfeld funny. Yeah. Odd worldview. <laughs> oh, nice modern point of reference there. Um, intelligence. Trump is Trump is smart. That's probably a funny sentence. That's such a funny sentence. Uh, he probably wouldn't beat Hillary Clinton on a standardized IQ test, but he's smarter than ninety percent of the world, and probably far more. No, Street he's smarts. Not. He's. Mm. He's not. He is. He's straight smart. I'll give him that much. Yeah. yeah, that's good enough for a talent stack. He says. I, something uh, dumb internet guys love using the word stack to make them sound like they're using sort of technical jargon yeah. to describe different mm. things. You know, like your stack of nootropics or whatever that you're yep. on, or your, your mindfulness oh, stack okay. or whatever. You know, it's like a weird fucking thing where they think it makes them sound quite smart. And they're, uh, what they're really saying is several things. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's got a couple of things going on. Um, knowledge of politics. Compared to career politicians and political pundits, Trump looks underinformed, but he probably knows more about politics than 95% of the public. And that seems to be enough. Advisors will fill in the knowledge gap. Mm. Again, you already know who his advisors are at this point. It's 2018, so, mm. you know. Um, branding. Trump is a world-class marketer and brander. He probably mm. isn't best in the world at those things, but he's very, very good. Uh, hiring and firing. One of the most important skills the president needs is the ability to hire good advisors and, equally important, fire the mistakes. So true. Trump, he had that show. He had that where show. he said you're fired. You're fired. Mm. Rarely said you're hired, though. Mm. No. Interesting. Um, You've got to be willing to do more firing than hiring. Otherwise, you know, it's just like, where's the money going to come from? He probably isn't the best in the world at hiring and firing, but I bet he's in the top 10% just from practice. God. Top 10% in firing people. Um, strategy. Trump won the presidency in large part because his non-standard strategy worked great. He focused on free media, big rallies, and the key swing states. That was good enough to win. Uh, again, he's probably not the best strategist in the world, but he's very good. Um, I wonder who he does think is the best in the world at all is these it, things. I know he's, this is a terrible structure to his blog yeah, post. Yeah, he's like every he prefaces all with like he's probably not the best, but but you know, pretty good. Up there, he's up there. He's up there. Social media. Trump understands social media in a way that people of his generation usually don't. Okay, I got to. He's right there. I got to agree poster. with him. He's mm -hmm. made a great yeah. point. 
Uh, Trump may not be in the most internet-savvy politician of all time, but he's definitely in the top 10% persuasion. Um, Trump might be the most persuasive person I've ever observed in the act of persuading. Imagine being persuaded by Trump. That's embarrassing. What? I could I could be persuaded by Donald Trump to order some McDonald's. Yeah. Mm. That is probably about it. I don't think I could be persuaded by Donald Trump to eat a quarter pounder that had sat under a heat lamp in the White House for six hours. No. Um, he's persuasive because he combines a bunch of minor skills into one big persuasive toolbox. He's good at reading people, good at being provocative to attract attention, good at sales technique. Um, but he probably isn't the best at any, any of them. But Stop when saying you this. add them together, <laughs> along with lots of other subsidiary persuasion skills, and now Office of the President, Trump might be the most persuasive person on earth. What? Um, just said he probably isn't the best in the world. You just yeah, said but it. He's up there. He's up there. Yeah, uh, and risk management. Trump understands risk. We see it in his business dealings as he isolates different lines of business in their own corporate structures so they can fail without bringing down the rest. So, like, not really concerned with succeeding, but just not like collapsing. And also, like, his, his businesses don't actually return that much and he just started off with a whole bunch of money in the first place, etc. Um, we also know that Trump enters businesses that have unlimited upside potential with limited risk and he prefers gambling with other people's money he probably understands risk management better than 90 percent of the public so he's up he there he keeps again. saying 90 percent. i don't want a yeah. president that's top 10 percent. i want yeah. i want 99th percentile that's right um which brings us all the way back around uh there's actually no there's no closing the loop here it actually kind of jump suddenly in the document here to why we're thinking about Scott Adams again. Um, the uh, I, I point you to the last whiteboard picture in the in the notes. Um, Lucy, do you want to give this one a, a crack? See, mm. we, see if we can sum this one up. <laughs> so this is titled Personal Responsibility. That's in scare quotes. So it's personal responsibility. And then there's so like... So-called. So-called. There's like a there's an arm that says free will, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then there's a maybe like a little tablet or just a little circle that says fentanyl. Why fentanyl? Do you think? <laughs> Not sure. Not sure. Maybe it'll become clear in the bottom half. And then maybe. in the bottom half, there's a there's a big like monster. There's a monster of addiction. Addiction is the monster. And addiction and then there's the words free will and fentanyl again hmm. free will's got to be popped like a bubble okay like maybe addiction scared? has addiction has maybe destroyed free will yeah for mm-hmm. fentanyl yeah very specific i think as well probably mm. probably not for any reason let's read on um this is from the la times uh, quote uh, this is them quoting Scott Adams. This is when so it, fucked up. When, <laughs> when a young male, let's say 14 to 19, is a danger to himself and others, society gives the supporting family two options, he continued. Number one, watch people die. Number two, kill your own son. Those are your only options. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, um, and, and he tweeted this, in, this, by the way. He, he tweeted, tweeted this, this on Twitter.com. And this is in relation to the um, one of the numerous 
uh, mass shootings that has occurred recently in the States. Mm-hmm. He continues for some reason. I chose number one and watched my stepson die. I was relieved he took no one else with him. I'm um, glad my stepson's dead. <laughs> yeah. After people replied to him saying, hey, what the fuck? Hey, what was that? Real quick. <laughs> Why'd you, you tweet that? Why did you, you go over that again? Uh, he hits back, quote, if one more person hallucinates to me about some program, in scare quotes, where tw- teens are kidnapped and, quote, fixed and returned to their happy parents, I might explode. No such thing exists. You have two options, only two. And those two options, again, are number one, watch people die. Number two, kill your own son. Um, no help is coming, only death and suffering. So just to be Adam, clear, when your son or stepson has a drug addiction, yes. your options are to watch people die, yes, perhaps or, in a mass shooting, yeah. or kill your own son. Or perhaps pick up a large rock. And, and, and just knock him over the head with it. Over his bed while he's sleeping. Got a cane and Abel, that shit. Uh, he's, <sighs> Adam's emotions appeared to be fueled, appeared to be fueled by his <laughs> own experience with a stepson whose personality changed after he was involved in a serious bicycle accident when he was 14. Um, I mean, he injury, got the bill leak. The bill leak injury. Got the bill yeah. leak injury, yeah. Yeah, you don't want you don't want that happening to a to a teen as well. You want that happening to a old racist cartoonist. Um, but the injury the teen sustained caused him to lose his fear and impulse control. The sixty-five year old said. Then he became addicted to drugs and nothing else mattered. This is also a man who like pro- pro- like proclaims to be like a a hypnotist therapist. Mm. Um, why couldn't he fix his stepson? Why couldn't you do yeah the thing with your stepson, buddy? Could have made him come so many times. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, back on Twitter, Adams wrote Wednesday, quote, if I were to invent a solution to the dangerous young man problem, I think it would involve putting them all in one place so they could only hurt each other, not necessarily oh, in jail, just away from society. Once they are separated from society and drugs, maybe help is possible. So maybe like a place where you put all the people that are uh, you know addicted to drugs and there's no access to drugs and you like try and rehabilitate them maybe you come look i'm just spitballing here you could come up with like a snappy name for it as well like a rehabilitation re- center mm. seems like a long yeah. so many no. syllables no i'm thinking more like leper colony you know and that's what <laughs> that's what it sounds like he's yeah. implying like not I mean, jail just a place away from everyone well maybe it's a place where they all go and then beat takeshi is there <laughs> And then he each gives them one randomly assigned weapon, and then uh, we just sort of see how it goes. It's funny because he is obliquely describing rehab, but he, in his mind, is one hundred percent describing Blood Royale. Yeah, 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 percent. Yeah. I was trying to figure out why I had to explain leprosy to one of my kids recently, and it's because we were watching the John Carpenter movie The Fog. Oh, oh fuck yeah! Nice. Yeah. She spent the whole time going, when do I get to see the lepers? <laughs> <laughs> when? That movie rules so much. Ah, okay, so that's Scott Adams. Um, what a cool I don't know, guy. He, yeah, he's, he's one of the people that make my brain itch. Just a normal brain. Yeah. He really did tweet that. He really tweeted, I'm glad my stepson's dead. And yeah. Maybe I should have killed him. Maybe I should have killed him, yeah. So he didn't take anyone else, but but luckily he died. So 
can't expect anyone else to do it for you, you know. Yep. Mm. Um, all right, so well, where look, do we go that's, from here? That's not very funny. So no. we should probably continue uh, that trend and finish with a segment that does not include any jokes. It's no Perfect. jokes. No jokes mm. whatsoever. Completely. There were some and we stripped them out in the um, peer no, review. We got, we got some feedback. We, we absolutely had some listeners write in and say, look, you guys, you guys started off not doing any jokes in this segment, but I think that you have stopped respecting that rule. Mm. And we've we've taken that on board. And we've You're right to do it. Someone needs to hold us accountable. Someone's got to do it. God, it's not going to be us. So, it's time for the shipping report. I'm itching for another edition of the shipping report. I can't believe we're finishing with the shipping report. <laughs> the Bold. general cargo ship Victoria B ran aground south of Hundested, Denmark, while travelling from Poland to. Frederiksberg. No jokes, mm. Ben. <laughs> Come on. Is now. Poland. I thought Poland was landlocked. I think they have rivers. Right. Mm. Like they have other bodies of water. It's not a dry country. I know it's not. It's not landlocked. What the fuck? Isn't it? I thought. No, I thought it was down know, where, where um, like the Czech Republic was. It's, it's up there. It's, it's kissing. It's kissing the Baltic. Mm. Oh, folks! We love learning on this show. I yeah. love it. I love to learn. The ferry Trans Asia One caught fire in Cebu City in the Philippines. No deaths. No deaths. No. If if you've heard it, there are no deaths. The product tanker Angel Thirty Three was reported abandoned and adrift some four hundred nautical miles northeast of Eastern Papua New Guinea. That is Great. a fucking anime ass name. Yeah, that is yeah. an Evangelion. Name and setup. Yeah. The product tanker Bakaratsu Tenshi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the LGB tanker. Hmm? Not a joke. Uh, the LBG tanker Sea Speed yeah. suffered a minor collision with a pier while berthing at YPF Chacabuco Gas Terminal in San Lorenzo, Argentina. Great name. Sea yeah. Speed. Very good. I'm on the Sea Speed diet. Um, try and get MDMA, but it's fucking Brisbane. Theo, so. stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Have some respect for our listeners, please. The Suez Max crude oil tanker Advantage Summer suffered an engine room fire in the Strait of Gibraltar. That's a great. It's unfortunate. Great Damn. joy of a name, though. Advantage Summer? Yeah. Mm. The general cargo ship Wilson Blythe Terrible. ran aground in the Awful. River Clyde while sailing upstream to Glasgow. Most British name a ship has ever had. You can't put a ship in a river. It's crazy. It's crazy what you're talking about. Get it out of there. A uh, fire broke out on the tanker Antares while docked at Puerto Bolivar, Colombia. The reefer, type of boat, I guess, <laughs> Magdeburg struck uh, the anchored product tanker Leninft 2031 in Siberia. Cool name. And lastly... Are you receiving uh, some, some Morse code messages, Lucy? I think my boyfriend's using the air fryer. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's really... Boyfriend shit, 2022. That's yeah, boyfriend shit. That. Using the air fryer, boyfriend shit. Uh, lastly, the cruise ship Ocean Atlantic suffered a hull breach in Arctic waters. Lazy name. 
Yeah. I think it's it's part of a fleet of cruise ships, so they all, I think, have, like, themed names. Mm. Oh, I hate that. So I assume there's, a you know, an Ocean Pacific and some shit, probably. Oh. Uh, and that concludes the shipping report for this week, and I think constitutes an episode of the podcast Bunta Vista. See you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.